0: Grant us your love and the love of your Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam A love which you love and are pleased with Answer our prayers May Allah bestow his peace, blessings and salutations upon our Prophet Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen And may Allah bless his family, his companions and his followers You've been listening to Islam Tomorrow Broadcasting Live. This has been your host, Mutahir Sabri. Thank you very much for our visitors who have joined us today and yesterday on the topic, Hubu Nabi, wa Alamatahu, the love of the Prophet and its signs. At this time, we would like to enter any, uh, entertain any questions that you may have, if you would forward your questions to Shaykh Yusuf, inshallah, by a private message, and he will then convey them to me, inshallah ta'ala. Wa <coughs> alhamdulillahi The question we have is: Can a person see Muhammad وسلم, in a dream today? Allah knows best For sure the shaitan cannot take the appearance of Muhammad Allah knows best We know that the companions of Rasulullah Did see the Prophet in a dream And the Prophet said He who saw him in a dream in fact has seen him Now whether we can see him today Because we don't know exactly what he looks like Allahu <laughs> Allah knows best. but for sure we don't have to wait for a dream to see, see the Prophet we see him in his sirah we see him in the hadith sahih. and so this should be ample enough uh, evidence for us to for the Prophet sallam, and to implement what he has brought Wallahu Are there any other questions? Did the prophet talk about dreams? This is the next question. Yes, he did talk about dreams. In fact, uh, from among the first signs of prophethood and among the, the, the signs of prophecy that remain are the true visions that the prophet that time was given both in the dream and in his waking state where they would actually come true and those do remain to today uh, among those whom Allah blesses. So yes, he did talk about dreams and in fact, there are those who uh, when, when a person uh, experiences a evil dream, we know that it is from the sunnah that if when we awaken from such evil dreams, we should look to our left and make a spitting action seeking refuge with Allah from the accursed devil. Someone would like to know if it is okay to ask about dreams they have had and what the meanings might mean. I am not one who knows about the interpretation of dreams. I would like to refer you to uh, those who are more knowledgeable on that subject than I. And that's what I say. I don't know either There are some very good books written Regarding the interpretation of dreams Uh, One written by Sheikh Bilal Phillips Uh, Also um, There's another Book written I believe By I forget the author but you can find different books But the one that he wrote was a very good book uh, Based on the authentic uh, Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Those of you who are asking about dreams, maybe we need to stop sleeping so much and we won't have to worry about dreaming so much. Inshallah ta'ala, let's get busy. Let's go to work. Inshallah. Question number five I would like to know more about coming closer to Allah and His Prophet. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil I would like to just convey to you, in a nutshell, a very beautiful hadith Qudsi of the Prophet. Wherein he said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam," that Allah has said that whoever shows enmity or hatred or animosity to a friend of mine, that I will be at war with him. And then Allah azza wa goes on to say that my slave does nothing more beloved to me than the performance of the obligatory acts of worship, what I have enjoined upon him. That is our daily salah, our fasting, our zakah and our haz. These are the most beloved actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah goes on to say in this Hadith, Qudsi, relayed to us by Allah's Prophet, that my slave becomes comes nearer to me by the performance of the Nawafal Acts, by the performance of the nawafil Acts, that is the optional acts of worship okay, the Nawafal or the Sunan acts, the, the acts of worship above and beyond the call of duty. He says these are how we can come closer to Him and when we come closer to Him He loves us. Allah He loves us and He becomes our seeing with which we see, our hearing with which we hear, our hands with which we strike or we grasp and our feet with which we walk. And were we to ask for anything Allah taala would grant it and were we to ask for his protection Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would grant it so from among the ways to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to increase in our performance of the nawafil or supererogatory acts of worship that is not to be satisfied just doing the fard acts of worship but do those acts which are mustahab which are sunnah muakkadah highly stressed and highly recommended question number six did the Prophet ever hit his wife according to the Sunnah of the Prophet from his Sirah we do not know of the Prophet ever hitting his wife we do not know of the Prophet ever hitting any of his wives MashaAllah ta'ala may Allah make us of those who follow this sterling example of patience inshallah ta'ala the question says how can I increase my faith by knowing more about the Prophet Well, when we study the life of the Prophet Muhammad we see the most clear example of faith demonstrated in his life and when we study his life and we reflect on the various uh, incidents uh, that took place or occurred throughout his life these things should serve to reinforce our own faith because we have, mashallah, a very very clear example, an open book. The life of the Prophet is an open book for all of us to, to learn from and to benefit from. So when we know Allah's uh, Prophet, his life then this should be a means to reinforce our own lives as Muslims following the Prophet. God's peace and blessing be upon him. Question number 8. Did he order us to eat and drink while sitting or is it okay to stand and eat and drink? We know that it is from the sunnah that that we should uh, sit when eating or drinking. There were occasions when he did stand while drinking, but the more accepted practice, the more common practice of the Prophet ﷺ, is that we should sit while eating. We should sit while drinking, and Allah knows best. Question number number nine. Wa alaikumussalam. Rabbul wa bibsi shrimp Bizza. Uh, number 9, who are the people who will be closest to him in paradise and do I have a chance? Allahu alam. I pray Allah that, that all of us will be close to the Prophet, but there are uh, characteristics of those who will be who will be foremost in uh, the presence of the company of Allah's Prophet, sallallahu as the Prophet said, you will be with the one whom you love. Indeed, you will be with the one whom you love. And also, we know from the Prophet when he was with his companions, he made reference to those who would be with him in Jannah, uh, even though they had not seen him. And the companion said, "Ya Rasulullah, will we be amongst them?" He said. He was referring to, not his immediate companions, but to those who believed in him without having seen him. So for sure, some of us may be uh, with the Prophet and may Allah make us of those who earn that blessing and who do the deeds whereby we may earn that blessing, inshallah ta'ala. What is the best du'a for our Prophet? the best du'a that we are given we say in our salah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam wa ala ali Muhammadin and we should say this often particularly on Yawm al-Jum'ah we should invoke the prayers of peace and blessings on our Prophet sallallahu sallam for indeed the Prophet said whoever hears my name and or my office and does not invoke prayers of peace and blessings upon me that he is a miser a stingy person whoever sends the prayers of peace and blessings upon Allah's Prophet والسلام, that Allah sends his Ruh to the Prophet, his, his back to the Prophet and he returns the salams. whoever says Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam upon the Prophet Alhamdulillah that he will have stored on his scale ten thawab or ten good deeds Insha'Allah Ta'ala for Yawm Qiyamah Question number 11 What can we do when someone is insulting the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam We can make du'a that that Allah guide them inshallah ta'ala. We have to be patient when when someone may be insulting the Prophet and not stoop to their level, not react in a way that is unbecoming of the upright, uh, patient Muslim character. And we have to ask that Allah guide them, that Allah open their heart. And that he forgive him, inshallah ta'ala. Number 12. Is it the son of our Prophet to fast six days in Shawwal? Absolutely. The Prophet, as we said at the opening of our class, that whoever fasts the month of Ramadan completely and follows it with the six days of fasting in Shawal, there will be for them the reward of having fasted for the entire year. Wallahu A'lam. Question number 13. Did the Prophet have all knowledge of the future? Absolutely not. The Prophet said, as we mentioned in the hadith conveyed in our topic subject today, that he did not know the future. In fact, it is only Allah who knows the future. We recall from the hadith, it's called Umm Hadith or the mother of the hadith, when the angel Jibril came to him and asked the Prophet to tell him, when was the coming of the hour? And the Prophet said, the one asked knows no better than the one asking. So yes, the Prophet did not have all knowledge of the future. Only Allah has all knowledge. Question number 14. What did the Prophet tell us about Jesus and is he coming back to earth and if so what will he follow? Yes the Prophet did tell us that, uh, that Isa ibn Maryam will return and that his return will be from among the signs of the last day, the signs of the coming hour. What madhab will he follow? He will follow the madhab of Muhammad that is he will follow the Quran and the Sunnah and he will establish the, sh- the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. that's correct and he will be Muslim alhamdulillah. Number 15 How can I erase bad deeds done in Ramadan? Is there some way to get rid of them through voluntary fasting or any other way? As we normally do when we commit bad deeds we make tawbah, salatu tawbah when we ask Allah's forgiveness we repent from those bad deeds with sincere, with sincere remorse for having done them with uh, the intent not to repeat the bad deeds and with uh, performance or commission of good deeds to replace them the Prophet <inaudible> he said fear Allah wherever you are and follow a bad deed with a good deed and it will wipe it out and behave well towards the people so we erase bad deeds by performing the good deeds with the sincere intention to please Allah and in accordance with the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu and Allahu Alam. You've been listening to Islam Tomorrow Broadcasting Live. This has been your host, Mutahir Sabri. Our topic today was Hubbun Nabi wa the love of the Prophet and its signs. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at nine AM when we talk about various topics of interest for the Muslim uh, community today Uh, if you have any topics that you would like for us to discuss feel free to forward them to us uh, through our monitors or through Sheikh Yusuf inshallah uh, and we will be glad to consider them number sixteen I would like to be wherever you give regular talks how can we be with you where are you (laughs) imam la ilaha illallah you don't want to be where I'm the imam at (laughs) I'm the imam for the Muslims in the South Carolina Department of Corrections in prison so alhamdulillah (laughs) uh, unless you want to come to prison you don't want to be where I'm at (laughs) or where I have to work but uh, I'll certainly be glad to let you know we're going to be in uh, In Toronto, inshallah ta'ala, at the end of November. Uh, And from time to time, I do get invitations to visit various massages around the country. Uh, We were in Connecticut last week and in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan about two weeks before and in Detroit several weeks before that. Inshallah ta'ala. If we can make more time available in our schedule, we'll, we'll be glad to do so and uh, if you would like to invite us to your area we will be glad to come inshallah ta'ala uh, for the khutbah or for fundraising or for uh, halaqah and darth in the masjid inshallah ta'ala after the salah. so just let us know and we will be glad to uh, visit your area if Allah please Bismillah. I would like to say a big uh, salams to our new Muslims uh, Aisha and Hadith and we pray that Allah bless them with a successful Ramadan. I don't know if this was their first Ramadan, but they, I know that they recently took Shahada. And we pray that Allah plant their feet firmly in Islam and never let them go astray after they have been guided. By the way, alhamdulillah, uh, this week we had two new Shahadas. One at the Masjid, that we witnessed uh, brother, Tony Hallman, taking Shahada uh, the night before the Eid, alhamdulillah. And then uh, on Friday, at Ridgeland Correctional Facility, which our beloved Sheikh Yusuf has visited, uh, they we also witnessed another new Shahada, alhamdulillah, shortly after the al juma Question number 17. I missed the lecture. Has the question about the seal of prophethood been answered? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that question was posed yesterday, and we uh, mentioned that yesterday. Uh, so, Yes, the seal of the Prophet, the Khatim Nabiyin, means the closing of prophethood, the end of the prophethood, the end of the work or mission of prophethood, having come and been completed with Muhammad. But it was also known as the mark that was between his shoulder blades, that was witnessed by uh, Bahira, the, the Christian monk, during the uh, caravan of Abu, uh, Abu Talib, uh, the uncle of the Prophet. Uh, in, during the childhood of Muhammad, why did Muhammad والسلام, suffer a lot in his life? Allah uh, has told us, Alhamdulillah, that no calamity, no adversity, or suffering happens except by His permission. And our Prophet Muhammad والسلام, said that all of the people will be tested, will be put through trials and tribulations. Uh, until they will walk on the earth sinless, meaning that we're going to face trials in, in life and tests for, for the rest of our lives until we return to Allah. The companions asked Rasulullah, uh, who are the ones who were tested the most? He said, the prophets and the messengers. So for sure, uh, Prophet Muhammad, he suffered the most because he said that one will be tested or tried according to the strength of his faith. And then he said, they asked him, and then who next? He said, those who were the righteous who were after them, who were after the prophets and messengers. So We will be tested according to the strength or the degree of our faith. If our faith is strong, we can be sure our test will be great. If our faith is weak, then Allah will not place on us a burden greater than we can bear. Okay, question number 19 says about bad deeds from before erased in Ramadan. How are bad deeds from before erased in Ramadan? Well, simply we know that Allah has given us an opportunity to earn His forgiveness during Ramadan simply by fasting all of the minor sins that we may have committed will be forgiven if we have completed Ramadan successfully inshallah ta'ala they're wiped out how Allah does it he does it as he pleases so just know that if you fasted Ramadan and you have been obedient to Allah during this month not to commit more sins that he will erase the sins that have committed have been committed before Ramadan. Also, whoever fasts the six days of Shawwal after having fasted Ramadan will also have the benefit of having the sins forgiven, and it will be as if he has fasted the entire year. You're listening to Islam Tomorrow, broadcasting live. This is your host, here Sabri. For live lectures, visit us every Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time where we will continue our discussion on topics of interest for the Muslim young and old alike if you have any topics that you would like to suggest feel free to forward them to us and we'll be glad to take them into consideration for further discussion question number twenty what about dogs did the Prophet forbid us to have a dog we know that it is from the Sunnah of Muhammad that dogs are not to be had or kept as pets particularly in the house. It is forbidden to have dogs in the house. We know that there was a time when all of the dogs of Medina in the city of Medina were put to death uh, because of the command of the Prophet So the only reason for which one would have a dog is as a, as a guard dog or, as a shepherd to, for hunting or for shepherding animals, cattle and goats or lamb, and these dogs would have to be kept outside. But for sure, we don't follow the ways of the non-Muslims who have claimed that the dog is man's best friend. In fact, the dog is from amongst the animals uh, that are very, very unclean. And if a dog eats from a plate, that we have to clean that plate seven times at least to make sure that it is uh, free from any of the filth left from the dog. I hope that answers your question about dogs. What about cats or birds? Are they haram too? Well, for sure, cats are haram to eat, dogs are haram to eat, that would be Uh, Birds? We can eat some birds. We eat chicken, alhamdulillah. We eat turkey, we eat duck. But as far as pets, we can keep cat- cats as pets and birds as pets. MashaAllah, they can be in the house. Are there any pets that he will commit like goldfish? Of course, there's no harm in keeping goldfish uh, and there's no harm in keeping lizard. Are lizards haram? No, they're not haram. In fact, uh, to eat them or to keep them as pets. But the prophet, says something. he didn't like to eat lizard, but he said it's okay to eat it but you can keep them as pets in Allahu Allah. The only one strictly forbidden was the dog. Horses, can we eat them? La ilaha Allah. There's enough food to go around. Why do we have to consider eating horses? Some people do eat horse. They make they make uh, dog food out of horses. I personally wouldn't like to eat a horse. But there's no prohibition against eating horse that I've ever read. Um, can we know camels can be eaten. We know cattle or cow can be eaten. So if you would like to eat your horse then you know, mashallah. Just let me know so that I'll go somewhere else for dinner, inshallah ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> I me. Some people pray to Muhammad Is this okay? Absolutely not. This is a, this is a, a, an act of shirk where we pray to someone else other than Allah. The Prophet والسلام, never ever permitted us to pray to him. He said, do not make over him as the people of the book made over their prophets. So, just like the Christians pray to Jesus, we cannot pray to Muhammad We pray to the one to whom Muhammad prayed to and Allah is sufficient enough in the best disposal of affairs. I want to know more about the Prophet but I know Arabic language and I know what is true and false about him. We would like to refer you to a very, very good book. One of the best uh, autobiographies, or one of the best biographies on the Sirah, or the history of the Prophet, is a book called The Sealed Nectar. The Sealed Nectar. This is a book from the most authoritative sources on the life of the Prophet, Ar Rahik Al Maktoum. You can order it from Dar es Salaam Publications or from many of the uh, Muslim bookstores uh, online or in person, inshallah. Halalco, for example, has it. al rahik Al-Makhtum, The Sealed Nectar. Also, there's a book by Abdul Hamid Sidiq called The Life of Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. that is also a very, very good book. Did Muhammad, alayhi sallam, spread Islam through intimidation and aggression, as has been asserted in the West? Absolutely not. If he had done so, this would have been in complete contradiction to Allah's statement in Quran la ikraha fideed let there be no compulsion in Islam in the religion so he did not spread Islam through intimidation he spread Islam through persuasive speech through, through excellent character and behavior this is how Islam was spread is there any hadith regarding tattoos and piercing yes there are in fact there was a lady who questioned Abdullah ibn Mas'ud about tattooing and she's, he asked her, she she came to him and said I have not found anywhere in Allah's book where tattooing was forbidden and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud relayed to her uh, had uh, the ayah regarding uh, changing the nature of things, uh, changing the, the appearance or the nature that Allah has created and also uh, about taking what Allah, what the Prophet has given us, and leaving what the Prophet has forbidden. So yes, there there are clear Hadith that forbid the practice of tattooing, uh, or uh, but as far as piercing is concerned, I don't know about the piercing, but for sure tattooing is absolutely forbidden. Wallahu a'lam. And Jazakum ya Sheikh for putting the. Link to the book that was just mentioned, Ar-Rahik al Mahtum, inshallah ta'ala. Is that correct? Is that the link for the book, uh, Ar-Rahik al-Makhtum, The Sea of Nectar? I would like to ask everyone if you would please remember in your du'a all of the Muslims who are suffering uh, throughout the world uh, as a result of the terrible calamities that have occurred. We know that it is from Allah that such calamities have happened and we pray that Allah will give them sabr insha'Allah that he will relieve them of their suffering and make it a means of forgiveness for their sins and raising their rank in Jannah. I would also like to ask if you would make special du'a for my very first Imam, Nuruddin Faiz, who currently resides in Orlando, Florida. He is now on dialysis uh, three days a week, uh, in addition to suffering from prostate cancer and having a heart pacemaker and a failing uh, kidney. So please make draw for uh, our brother Nuruddin Faiz. Question. Did the Prophet see into the future. the was of the sunnah of Muhammad Allah did permit the Prophet to see some things that would occur in the future and this was only by Allah's permission He was allowed to see some of the signs of the hellfire some of the signs of the the paradise he was allowed to see some of the dwellers in hellfire some of the dwellers in paradise he was allowed to know some of the signs of the coming hour Uh, yes so he was permitted to see uh, those things that Allah permitted him to see but he was not one to just see into the future all the time or use that as his claim to prophecy this is what the modern-day quacks use as their claim to prophecy, to be able to foretell the future. The role of the Prophets, may Allah's peace and blessing be upon them, was not solely to tell about future events, because they did not know the future. Only Allah knows the future and He would permit them to know some small parts of it. But the role of the Prophets were to show us how to live in obedience to the will of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> Did Muhammad والسلام, hate the Jews as is mentioned in the media? Muhammad, والسلام, he hated disbelief and he hated disobedience to Allah. He did not hate anyone, but he hated disbelief and he hated kufr, he hated shirk, he hated fahirshah, wrongdoing, lewd behavior, immorality. These are the things that he hated. And he hated the shaitan and Allah knows best. Number 28. Can anyone be a prophet after Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? No, absolutely not. We know that the Prophet is the Khatim al Abiyin, he is the final prophet, and anyone who claims Prophethood after that is no nothing more than a liar. And may Allah guide them, inshaAllah. You're listening to Islam Tomorrow, broadcasting live. It's, we'd like to thank all of our listeners this morning for joining us on our topic, Khubu Nabi wa Alamatahu, the love of the Prophet and his signs. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll join you again next week to discuss another interesting topic from our deen inshallah ta'ala. Question 29 What about Elijah Muhammad? What about him? <laughs> Um I mean, what is it that you would like to know about Elijah Muhammad? Elijah Muhammad was someone who was misguided, and he falls thus in the same category as Ghulam Ahmed. He was one who claimed himself to be Allah's last messenger, and in this he was committing shirk. He was actually committing an act of kufr, and so we say that with this statement, he is out of the fold, outside of the fold of Islam, as was Ghulam Ahmed who also claimed to be a prophet after Muhammad so we should avoid their teachings we should know that, that they were teaching contrary to the pure teachings of Islam that they were not prophets and messengers and may Allah have mercy on them and Allah knows best Rashad Khalifa was a prophet to his followers, the Submitters. That's correct. He falls in the same category. And may Allah save us from that fitna. And I would avoid, I would encourage you to avoid the website of the Submitters International. Because they still proclaim him to be a prophet. I will be that. I see that our questions have stopped. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil mean, Oh, spoke too quickly. How could he be misguided? He discovered the miracle of 19 in the Quran. And Ahmed Dida had a book on it. La <laughs> ilaha <laughs> illallah. <laughs> Allah says in Surah Al Iman, he talks about those who look for the hidden meanings in Quran, the mutashabihah, the doubtful things or the allegorical, who take the allegorical over the basic, fundamental meaning. He says that in their hearts is a disease. So we need to, we need to know that those who look for or put a lot of emphasis on the allegorical, the esoterical, the symbolic, uh, meanings in Quran that Allah has in in their hearts placed a disease, and so we should not give such discussions much uh, much weight. You see, so just because he comes up with a a book on on the number nineteen, and Ahmed Dida had a book on it, and I don't recall reading the book by Ahmed Dida about it. But um, it doesn't mean that he was guided. This, this, you know, Allah leaves whom He wills in misguidance. If a person wants to be misguided, Allah will leave him in that way. Okay. What happens if someone stops obligatory prayers? Then it puts him in a state of kufr, in a state of disbelief. Their hearts will become hardened, and they will they will lose the rights that are due to them as a Muslim because they have abandoned their Salah. Now, that is in the case of a person who is well. But if a person is sick and he cannot perform his obligatory Salah, as is customary, he can pray lying down, he can pray sitting, you see what I'm saying? Or if he becomes, say for example, incapacitated with a state of paralysis, or where he goes into a coma, or where he loses his mind. And for sure it is from the Sunnah of the Prophet, that whoever performed the good deeds when he was well, when he was in good health when the qadr of Allah when he is afflicted by the qadr of Allah with an illness that will incapacitate him such that he will not be able to perform his obligatory ibadah that he will get the reward of having done those ibadah even though he cannot perform them because of such sickness and Allah knows best. Okay, we have time for one more question and then we will conclude today's class, inshallah. I would like to, those of you who may still want to dwell on Rashad Khalifa, then you can go to the link that Shaykh has posted here uh, by Sheikh Bilal Phillips, inshallah, ta'ala, and I'm sure that will give you uh, ample information to dispute or refute the claim of this so called miracle if one stops his Salah yes the Prophet said that between a man and shirk and kufr between a human being or man and his uh, committing uh, shirk polytheism and committing uh, disbelief is his abandoning the Salah so for sure, if one abandons the Salah, then it takes him out of the fold of Islam. And Allah knows best. alam. Wallahu Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, wa nashadu an la ilaha ila ant. wa nashagfiruka wa tubi ilaik. Jazakumullah khayrin, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You'll be listening to Islam Tomorrow Broadcasting Live from the voice room of chatislam.com thank you very very much and please keep us in your dua inshallah ta'ala assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh